Hello, good human, and welcome to the Sunshine Project. This is episode one, part two. So if you missed episode one, part one, which came out two days ago on Monday, I very gently insist that you go back and listen to it first. Otherwise, a lot of this is not going to make a lot of sense. But I'm so chuffed you're here again, sitting with me, and I think we should just get right into it. I actually recorded and sent off the first edition of this pilot episode to my beautiful patient producers at the start of the year, and it was horrendous. I used to work in radio, so I was pretty surprised at how nervous I was when I first recorded this, but I was also in the thick of some really, really bad anxiety. And um, just a content warning, I'm going to be discussing pregnancy loss for the next two to five minutes. So I would give this a couple of skips if that's a subject that feels particularly close to your heart today. I found out that I was pregnant in January and the first few weeks were amazing. And I spent all of my time um, soaking in the ocean, quite literally. I took a couple of weeks off work and we lived just down the road from the beach. So I was in the water every day and I was on the shore making pebble rainbows out of rocks that I found. And I felt so full and content and honestly like the cat that got the cream. I felt like whipped butter. And then about six weeks in, I had some really, really debilitating anxiety hit. And unfortunately for my producers who had guided me through sort of coming up with this series and workshopping it and recording the first episode with me, I was a wreck by the time I downloaded Adobe Audition and hit record. In between each of the sentences that I was recording, I was doing... (sighs) breaths and I was pacing around like a caged animal and I just felt so unsettled and oh my goodness listening to the recording back I felt my fight or flight kick in because I sounded like a caged animal too which as you can probably tell if you've listened this far is not the vibe that we were going for and The anxiety just got worse and worse. Um, Again, the producers were beautiful and patient and loved the idea and suggested workshopping it and changing a few things and maybe editing it in a way that cut out all of my short, sharp breaths. But I was becoming really, really overwhelmed. Um, It got to the point, I remember one night that I walked down to the end of our driveway to put something in the bin. We have a very very long driveway. I mean, I say that. I I always tell people it's a kilometre long, but I actually checked it today because we need to get some new gravel put down and it's not a kilometre, it's 350 metres. But, you know, it's long for a driveway. And I was walking some rubbish down to put in the bin at dusk and I was so overwhelmed with a feeling of physical anxiety that it felt like I could not physically walk back up towards our house. I just felt like something terrible was going to happen and I was struggling to breathe and I was struggling not to cry and I was just racked with this fear that had been growing and growing for the last few weeks and I got back up to the house and I was an absolute mess. 
I ended up in going to the doctor who said that he was hesitant to put me on anti-anxiety medication because I was pregnant, um, but that it was definitely something to keep an eye on. And unfortunately, I found out a few weeks later that the anxiety had kicked in around the same time. I found out at 11 weeks and five days pregnant that um, they had stopped growing at around six and a half seven weeks which is right when the anxiety kicked in so looking back on it I think it was probably I mean I'm not a doctor but I think it was probably my body trying to tell me that something was wrong um and was racking me with that anxiety and that loss was terrible awful like the opening scene of up um if you know you know it just uh, It was just really rough, but thankfully the anxiety has gone away and I once again feel really comfortable sitting behind this microphone. So that's what the delay has been about, the, oh my goodness, six month, almost seven months, eight month delay. But I guess the last point that I wanted to touch on was why it's become even more important since then that I record this and that I get it out and that it feels even more pressing than it did before. And essentially the reason for that is that I have had to delve into the Sunshine Project myself in the last few months. I've always thought that I've been doing okay, you know, and I have actually all things considered. But in the last, I would say, six weeks or so, everything just hit me. Losing the pregnancy, which really took its toll mentally and physically, and perhaps there's room for that in one of the episodes that we've got coming up. But also, I've been working on renovating, I mentioned a bed and breakfast, Um, I've been working on turning my grandparents' cabin My grandpa built it by hand in the 1970s and they planted every tree and they built every little possum nest and bird nest making station and bench seat and home for frogs and all of it. Um, I started renovating that last October to turn it into a bed and breakfast and it was a big project which I would have recognised a little bit more if I wasn't so ridiculously blindly optimistic about things once I set my mind to them and it was really hard especially the last month of the renovations I actually ended up in living there on my own and one of the reasons that I wanted to renovate the cabin instead of selling it to be knocked down and see sort of a big flashy weekend home be built there instead is because it is the only place in the world that my father spent time in and existing around while he was alive. He died of depression when I was only about a year old Um, and over time, you know, we've moved house and my grandma's passed away and the tides have come and gone and this was the only place that I had left that he had been in. I think that is really relevant because in that last month where I was living there on my own and doing all of the work one hour and five minutes away from 
my home and my husband and my friends and my cows and my dogs and all of it, um, I wasn't just alone in a physical sense. I just was really, really lonely. Like I think I tried to work these like 14, 15, 16 hour days of painting and knocking things down and building things and styling things and and all sorts so that I could stay busy because the last few months have been really rough but there was a point a couple of weeks in where it just stopped working and it was like everything hit me all at once and it was really ironic actually that right when I was wrapping up that project I experienced the biggest mental health crisis I have ever had in a a place and a situation that I was working on to feel close to my father who lost his life to a mental health crisis, actually the same age that I am at now. He didn't live past 28. I turned 29 in a couple of months and it all really just felt like it was meant to be in a very bleak way. And I am booked in with my doctor to go, sorry, that was a lie. I just lied to you on this podcast, which is not what The Sunshine Project's about. And goodness me, this is quite deep and dark for a podcast called The Sunshine Project, isn't it? But I was booked in with my doctor to get a mental health care plan. I cancelled the appointment and I didn't go and I haven't booked a new one, but I will. But in the interim, I instead fell back on the Sunshine Project and on all of the things that we're going to talk about to help me get through it. And so I guess that has made it feel more pressing that I record this and send it out to you because it's reminded me that it's not just about bringing a peppy little sprinkle of sunshine to a life that is like pretty good and easy but could always use a little bit more sunlight through the dappled leaves of trees and It's also really useful if the sunshine is hard to find because I think for all of us there are times that the sunshine is hard to find and I really hope that this podcast is going to make it a little bit easier for you in the same way that it has for me. Every week I will be presenting you with some, I suppose, practical elements, some things that you can actually apply in your own life because as much as I'm hoping that you're enjoying listening to me waffle on, I don't want this to just feel like you're talking to a friend that waffles on. I would also like it to feel like you're talking to a friend who sees you leave the conversation feeling a little bit more empowered and a little bit more in control of the sunshine that you're bringing in. So I'm going to end this episode with my most helpful, briefest, most practical little exercise, which is called the self-care toolkit. And it's only going to take a couple of minutes and it's for you and for me. I pull out the self-care toolkit when I am A, going through a mental health crisis or B, just feeling a bit shit. 
I actually refuse to commit to being in a bad mood until I've worked through my self-care toolkit. And if I'm completely honest with you, there has yet to be a time that it has not worked and it has not pulled me out, even if things have been really tough. So yeah, let's make you one too. If you've got a pen and some paper for this exercise, that might help. Otherwise, you could pull out your phone. Otherwise, you could just think about it. (laughs) I'm not the boss of you. You can do it how you want. But I like to write things down. So the way that we're going to come up with our self-care toolkit is we're going to think about three things that really make us feel glad to be alive. These things are going to look different for everyone. So it might be talking to your grandma on the phone or it might be watching a sunset at the beach or it might be reading a book or cooking a meal or if you are anything like most of us, you're probably feeling a pang of guilt because you're realizing as you think of these things that they're things that you don't do very often and that you feel like you should do more often but guilt unfortunately um just flicking through my notes here it does not have a place in the sunshine project so we are going to give that the flick and think about our three things For me, just as an example, the things that are currently in my self-care toolkit, and these change all of the time, but the things that make me feel really good are listening to music. There's something about committing to being surrounded by music that makes it really hard to be in a bad mood. I'm talking like getting ready in the morning, music playing, instantly 20% better. Cooking something, music playing, 20% better. Making sweet, sweet love, music playing. 40% better. It's just, it's always better with music. And I have a couple of playlists that I have set up on my Spotify, but there are millions out there. You could make your own full of nostalgic bops or songs you listen to in high school or classical jazz. I don't know. Is that a genre? I don't know. But for me, one of them is music that kind of just really shifts things in my brain and makes me feel a little bit better. The second one for me is moving my body and I don't mean going to the gym. I am not personally a gym girly. I am allergic to the insides of those buildings. That might be going for a walk down to the end of the driveway when I'm not stricken with anxiety. Thankfully, it's been six months since that incident. Or it might be having a dance to the aforementioned music, preferably really dorky dancing to a really daggy song. Or it might be like doing some gardening, just like moving my body. You know that song from Play School, Shake Your Sillies Out? Uh, I was a nanny for years and I swear that works like nothing else. So moving my body shakes the sillies out. And yes, I might do a big groan and I might roll my eyes and I might very hesitantly pull on my sneakers, but it works. Moving your body, releasing those endorphins. For me, it's in my toolkit. And I think the third one is probably getting some sunshine at the moment, some actual physical sunshine. I saw on TikTok years ago that getting just like a minute of sunshine on your inner arms um, and on your eyelids in winter makes you feel really good because they're areas that don't get much sunshine at this time of year. But being outside in the fresh air and especially the sunshine, obviously SPF'd up, 
feels like it's good for my soul. So that is my self-care toolkit, those three items. And I work through those three before I decide that, yep, actually life is terrible. And that's not to say that I invalidate my feelings, like my my feelings can be there. I can feel angry or grumpy or sad or grief stricken or like I just want to melt into a puddle on the floor, but I do like to have the basis of my body feeling okay while I do those things or my mind not being at a crisis point. And so the self-care toolkit really helps with those. And I hope that you are able to look at the three things that you have written down or think about them if you decided to just think about them and slip them into your back pocket, be that a physical pocket or a metaphorical pocket. And please, please pull them out if you need them. I am not a medical professional, so the self-care toolkit is in no way a stand-in for professional mental health help or advice. I need to take my own lesson there and rebook that doctor's appointment, but it is really helpful in my experience anyway. This has been a very big first week of the Sunshine Project podcast. This one felt a little bit self-indulgent or a lot self-indulgent, I'm not going to lie, but we do have lots of, when I say we, it's you and me, have lots of other topics coming up and lots of other things that we're going to talk about and ways that we're going to look at how we can bring some sunshine into your life because you deserve to have sunshine in your life and on your eyelids and your inner arms and in your ears and we're going to be talking about everything from relationships to grief to self-worth and love and esteem and confidence we're going to talk about money and mental health and your home how to bring those good vibes into your space we're going to talk about goal setting and career and what happens when your goals look different to everyone else's We're going to talk about social media and just all sorts of things. I may very occasionally have an actual expert on the podcast. Um, I'm undecided as of yet, to be honest. And I also am going to be doing AMAs every week as well about whatever topic we are covering. So the way that those will work is I will put a question box on my Instagram stories. You can find those at Love Chloe Jane, which is my personal page. And I'm going to set up a Facebook group as well. By the time you're listening to this, you should be able to find that group. Um, I will source any questions that you have there and answer them on the podcast the following week. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I am absolutely chuffed. I mean, I was chuffed at the start of it, but now just very grateful for you and I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope that you're still sitting with that feeling of being really proud of yourself and I hope that you have your self-care toolkit stowed away and I will speak to you next week. I love you. Good human. Bye.